0: Hello and welcome to the Codex Prime podcast. We are on episode 235 and it is Tuesday, April 13th, 2021. I am your host, Victor Romoyo, and with me, as always, is my co host and social media chair, Carl Bird.
1: What's happening, everybody?
0: Yes, we are here once again, another week of fun times. Um, but unfortunately, uh, we have to begin our episode on a rather somber note. Um, R. A. P. Rest in peace to uh, the late rapper DMX, Earl Simmons, who uh, passed away uh, last Friday um, at the age of 50. Um, that, for those of you who are watching, I see Gabe Jackson in the chat. Welcome back from Facebook jail, my brother. Uh, <laughs> um, um, I don't know the full story, but yeah. But, um, but yeah. I, I, I
1: do. I do.
0: <laughs> yeah. But um. But you, <laughs>
1: It was well, trust me, it was well deserved, it was well deserved for the roasting that this young man got.
0: Mm, indeed. So yes, so uh, yes, rest in peace to uh, the man, DMX, Earl Simmons. Um, unfortunately, like I said, he passed away at the age of 50, um, left behind uh tremendous tremendous amount of hits of including one of the best hip-hop debut albums of hip-hop and not just hip-hop but of any genre it's dark and hell is hot um one of the main reasons why 1998 was such an amazing year for hip-hop and it definitely was the soundtrack uh to my freshman year of high school uh, that's for sure um yeah dmx dark as hell is hot followed by flesh of my flesh blood of my blood uh two at least the
1: same year
0: Yep, released in the same year, two number one platinum albums released just like six, seven months apart. Um, of course he also had a uh, uh, and then there was X, The Great Depression, Grand Champ. Um Yeah, man, his his output was 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 definitely amazing and DMX like he was a type of artist who really who really put his heart his heart on his sleeve, like all the emotion, everything that he that you could muster up in a human being, as far as like raw emotion, raw grit, just anger, you know, joy, hurt, pain, he he threw it all in his music, and you f- and you felt every syllable that he uttered and barked, all over his records, man. And yo, man, like the for the past couple of weeks, you know, ever since we've heard uh, the unfortunate news that he, you know, was uh, slipped into that uh, coma and was hospitalized, I was playing uh, Dmx's uh, albums on Spotify. Uh, for the past couple of weeks and man unfortunately you know some of his songs do hit different now like such, such, hey. such a, for example um let me fly on on his first album is dark and hell is hot hits different when you hear the chorus you know either let me fly or give me death let my soul rest take my breath you know if i don't if i don't die i'm gonna I'm a fly anyway i'm gonna live long but i'll be gone any day um yeah, man. I, I I will say too, like my favorite DMX song, um, and I, and Carl, ask what your what yours is. My favorite DMX song has always been "Slippin," off his second album "Flush My Flesh, Blood of My Blood." That song always always, it it always resonated with me because it, it was like DMX really talking about his own struggle growing up and you know just you know trying to do the best that he can. So "Slippin" was definitely a song that really resonated with me. So that was always my number one go-to for him. Well, what about you, man?
1: Oh my god, I think it,
0: I, I, I think it depend,
1: uh, it depended on the album mm-hmm. for me. Like, I would probably have to say, um, whereas Doc and Hell is Hot, Stop Being Greedy was just like, was just a fun song for me. Um, uh, for Flesh in My Flesh, Blood in My Blood, um, it's all good. And I'm in the Omen with Marilyn Manson because I mm. never, that was a collaboration that I mm. never would have thought would happen in like a million years. Mm. You know, music was still more diverse, you know, diverse at that time. And, you know, Marilyn Manson just had his audience, and then DMX had his audience, and then when mm. they just came together, for a really dark, you know, with a with a really dark song. Mm. And, you know, I don't know, just you know, my, my favorite records was on the TV. So, you know, there's a there's some type of attraction to darkness in it. So, um, with me. So, that one hit me. Um, that one was, was one of my favorites. Um, and then there is X. I listened to that song and that album a lot. Um, mm-hmm. What what They Really Want, I don't want to say the real title. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> that one was that one was a good song. Um, DXO with the locks was was very good. Mm-hmm. Um, the Great Depression, I didn't like so. Um, I'm sorry, but I, it wasn't necessarily one of my favorites. I really enjoy Grand Champ. so, uh, mm-hmm. Where the Hood At, The Dog's Out, Thank You with P- patty LaBelle and The Prayer, you know, right after it, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and I kind of, t- buying like CDs, I kind of slowed down with buying CDs at that time, Yeah. so I didn't really get, didn't keep up with much, um. So yeah, like I can't just pick just one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean, and then his movies. Yeah. He's Cradle to the Grave was dope.
0: You know, I've never seen Cradle to the Grave, but I right. ha- uh, I have seen Romeo Must Die. I know he played a small part in that.
1: Yeah, but Cradle to the Grave, where he was a, you know, he shot, he really shined as like a main like star in that movie. Mm. Um. And another underrated one was Never Die Alone.
0: Yeah, um, I heard that Absolutely. one. Yeah. Oh, that her?
1: that one I I actually went to see the I went to the movies to see, hmm. and that one I actually enjoyed.
0: Hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I'll hopefully I'll have a chance to like go back and see the other movies I haven't seen from him. Um. But but yeah, man. Yeah, a hip-hop legend gone too soon. Yes. Uh, and, you know, in his shows, like, you know, unfortunately, you know, addiction is a motherfucker. And, you know, it's a lifelong battle, and some people lose, unfortunately. But, you know, Melissa, you know, he, he, definitely, he definitely brought it every time he stepped onto the mic. So, rest in peace. Gone but not forgotten. Goes.
1: Yeah, there was actually a story where, um, I remember watching the, uh, Hard Knock Life tour, um, uh, we, uh, documentary, uh, film, and they told a story where Jay-Z and DMX once battled for, like, two hours. Wow. Two hours. And there was no winner.
0: <sighs> Man. Man. To be a fly on that wall. Man. But... Yeah, man. Uh, but yeah, RIP to the man, the myth, DMX, you know. Um I will I will say um his cameo appearance in Top 5 will hang oh, a little different. <laughs> I got to say, you know, it, like you know, even though DMX was, you know, poking fun at himself in his legal troubles, I mean, this the shit was hilarious. <laughs>
1: the simple fact that he did that made it hilarious.
0: Yeah. yeah Cuz I remember watching it in the theater for the first time. I'm like what <laughs> oh man
1: yeah i remember i went to that i went when we up like me and you know the whole fan squad we went and i chose the movies and it was like okay i'm like no let's just check out top five and everybody loved it And we all started dying once we saw dmx's book just pop up we're like oh jesus and he's like what, what are you doing here? what are you talking about oh I, always, I,
0: always <laughs> <sit here." laughs> I live in this motherfucker. he starts singing smile smile (laughs) oh my god but yeah man uh but yeah we we got some um got some things to talk about we'll touch a little bit on um nxt takeover stand and deliver and, and, uh, and some of our thoughts on wrestlemania 37 um just looking at the comments here we see uh uh crafty cuts in the comments with us dina um, to answer your question, uh, Brian, uh, well, the original thought was to have a joint UWO, uh, codex episode to talk about WrestleMania weekend. But since UWO covered it in detail last night, um, yeah, it'll it be, it'll it be a little redundant. So hence, uh, uh, Brian's absence for this week. Um, I'm also looking at Gabe Jackson's comments who explained his, uh, Facebook, uh, saga. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was it, man. Yeah, so.
1: You the tax too, by the way.
0: Mhm. Yep. Absolutely. So yeah, man. Uh, stuff we've been up to, Carl. Uh, how how's life? What have what have you been doing uh, this past week? Well, since uh, well, past couple of weeks since I did a Victor's yeah, Corner. Okay. Well,
1: watching wrestling and spending money, I probably don't need to be spending, but mm. I picked up some gem stuff. Okay. I um, I'm gonna start last week. I uh, big outs to a good uh, a good friend of mine that I used to train with back in my EPW Slam Tech days. Mm-hmm. He runs a he runs a wrestling antique store. Okay. Called uh, Two Sweet Antiques. He usually posts stuff. You can follow his pages on social media on uh, in, uh, Facebook and Instagram. So mm-hmm. he has a store in a uh, antique store out in uh, like a little sub store. Out in, um, out in Smithfield. Yeah. And I picked this little gem up. Okay. And I'm like, oh, it's a blip, but you know what? I'm supporting a friend, so why not? All right. A certified autograph by the legend himself.
0: Oh. Bruno
1: San Martino.
0: Okay. All right. Photograph of, uh. The longest reigning WWWF champion in history.
1: Yes, sir. That's awesome. And certificate of authenticity and a picture of him signing it.
0: Awesome, awesome.
1: I was just like, and for the price that he was selling it to, that he was selling it for, mm. I, I, had ju- I had to jump. I had to jump
0: on Hey, if the price is right, why not?
1: Yeah, and there was one thing that he did have at that store. Mm. And, um, I was telling Eddie this when he was over at, um, when he came over to watch WrestleMania with me. And I was telling him about the story, and I'm like, you know, he had still in its package the Ashley Mazzaro Playboy magazine. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I'm just like, I was, I was looked down on anybody who actually decides to buy that, cause it's like, you look at, you're looking at her in a lustful way, but now knowing what happened to her. Yeah, very unfortunate. It just seems like it was important. And I was just like, damn. Like, it, I just kind of felt sad for that moment. Yeah. But he had some, he had some pretty, like, interesting stuff. Like, like lots of, you know, toys that I haven't seen in years. Mm-hmm. You know re- old wrestling like old wrestling posters like one event from the war I think it was I think it was from like the warwick musical theater for our uh longtime native Rhode islanders and uh, if I actually had a place to put it in this man cave, <laughs> I would have picked that up Word. so um, yeah, big shout outs to uh Jeff Shabo shabby, the Canadian destroyer who's from Rhode Island, but you know. <laughs> All right. Big shout-out to him for having that uh, story. He actually showed us a, you know, we had a blast with him at uh, the Beyond uh, Wrestling event when NJF um, threw his gum at me and at EEW. So, in, um last, I mean, this past Saturday, I went to um, Bob's Hobbies and Collectibles in Springfield, Massachusetts.
0: Oh, wow. Okay.
1: Over on the Street. And he cut a deal. He cut me, He actually cut me a really nice deal. And as, ma- as a matter of fact, the guy who runs the store, his name just happens to be Carl.
0: Okay. <laughs> Quarrel.
1: <laughs> well as B-Rob says it, Carl.
0: <laughs>
1: Static shot number one.
0: Oh, wow. Number, the first issue, okay. Is that our a...
1: first, first appearance, first printing?
0: Nice. Okay. Vintage.
1: A nice deal on that. So um, I actually saw it there the last time I went up to Springfield. Mm-hmm. So I remember since we made plans it to go up there, I'm like, you know what? I got to stop. Every time I go over to Springfield, I got to stop by that store. Mm-hmm. And I remember that it was up there. And I'm like, you know what? If he still has it, I'm going to pick it up.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Price was big. He actually gave me a discount. And I own a copy of Static Shop. One. one.
0: Yeah. There you go. not graded. I'm going to hang it up on the wall. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Of course. Mm. <laughs> Look, after I get it graded. So. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember there is like a Static Shop movie in development. Mm-hmm. I think like Michael B. Jordan was uh, uh, beginning to work on that too. So, especially like when especially like when comic book characters have movies, mm-hmm. their value the, their value of their comics just jump up. Yeah. Especially like landmark issues. So, mm-hmm. hold on to your collectibles. Hold on to your comics. Hold on to your collectibles, especially if you have if you plan on selling it. I don't, but you know. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's just, it's just a little tip for y'all. And i also been collecting another set of uh, covers, similar to how I've been collecting the uh, Marvel hip-hop covers. Mm-hmm. And this one actually started accidentally. So, you know, when I would go to uh, Reagan's, I would order some, you know, certain comics, and he would give me these, these specific covers. Mm-hmm. And I already had like a good amount of them. I was like, "Yo, maybe I should just collect the whole set." Yeah, I already got a good amount. I it's, I pretty much started. Why not? And so these are the Alex Ross uh timeless covers. Oh, so if you're familiar with Alex Ross's artwork, there that it's. He, he's basically a painter.
0: Yeah.
1: So, you have Captain America.
0: Alright, I like that one.
1: Um, Silver Surfer.
0: Alright, nice and shiny. Chrome. Storm. Ah, uh, okay. Evocative of the classic uh, design.
1: Black Panther. Classic Jack Kirby design.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. All black. Silhouette. Falcon. <laughs> All right. The old school Falcon from the comics. Yep.
1: Yeah. Thing.
0: All right. It's clobbering time.
1: <laughs> human Torch.
0: Okay. Is that the original Human Torch or a Fantastic Four version?
1: Fantastic Four Human Torch. <laughs> okay. Uh, Visible Woman. You can kind of see her fading out a bit.
0: Yep. Yeah, those are like, those are like um, framed paintings in and of themselves
1: exactly like and i was thinking about just getting like paintings like if i ever get you know we move into our house you know i get my man cave back and then i just get these frames and i can just frame them all around but then i want to do that with the hip-hop covers that's a lot of frames a lot of frames scarlet witch all right yep and and so forth uh medusa hawkeye colossus colossus is pretty cool
0: yeah that one's pretty cool yeah
1: uh Vision, Iron Man, Black Widow, Spider Woman. So then so then Carl up in Bob's Hobbies, he cut me a deal on a shit ton. Man. So I ended up spending like a little too much, but he actually got me to notice one. Mm-hmm. So there was a beast cover.
0: Yeah.
1: And I've seen it before, but never thought about it. Now, I'm okay. Okay. The reflecting of the lights. See, there's something special, something very special about this beast cover. Can you... Can
0: um, you try it? Yeah, so this is another Alex Ross uh, painting.
1: Yeah, they're all Alex Ross.
0: Uh, you know, I'm, yeah, I don't know. what's What's special about it?
1: He resembles Jack Kirby.
0: Oh really? Okay.
1: That that that's actually Jack Kirby's face.
0: Oh, nice. Nice, nice fitting tribute.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> like honestly, like I saw it, didn't think anything of it, but once he pointed that out to me, I can't unsee it. Hmm. So Yeah, I'm
0: sorry, I'm just trying to keep them all
1: organized and stuff. <laughs> But yeah, I so I've been having fun. Uh, Reagan's been helping. Reagan and Chris has been helping me out a lot with those. Bob would put a huge debt. I actually probably have like a little less than ten to collect now.
0: Okay, awesome. And uh, John's asking. Uh, John's asking how much is the grading for the comics?
1: Usually depends on. It depends on the comic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like. It, yeah, it, 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 it yeah, really, it depends on the comic. I mean, I was getting my uh Spider Man sixty three graded. I still haven't sent it out yet, but um that was gonna cost me sixty, but then I looked up uh one of the Overwatch comics for Brian, it was only charging him twenty, that's just for a universal grade. Hmm. So but I think I, I think it costs a little extra too if you get the uh pressing as well. Because mm-hmm. the pressing just kinda like cleans it up a bit. Yeah. You know, it gets rid of some of like dog air pages and stuff that would decrease, you know, the grade of a comic and actually kinda help increase it a bit.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: So yeah, it, it all dep- it all depends on the comic, really.
0: Okay. Gotcha.
1: Uh, but um other than that still watching still watching and rather enjoying Falcon and Winter Soldier.
0: Yes. <laughs> Oh yeah. yes, yes that that ending though. <laughs> Woo! Man, and uh, John John left a comment He says Snyder vs. Captain America. <laughs> it's getting there. Yeah, I mean
1: it is. So, in a funny story, I wanted to tell you. Mm. Uh, this happened yesterday, so I was working. I was uh, shout out to my buddy Matt. So he started Falcon and Winter Soldier. He started a bit late, hmm. and um, he's only on episode two. Yep. So we're talking about it. So I'm just, so I'm like, so what do you think about it so far? And then we're talking, you know, he's giving us my his thoughts. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, it's crazy how, you know, Falcon couldn't get a loan and all that. He goes on his tent. He goes on a rant about that. Oh. Like, he saves the world, and you can't even give him a bank loan and all that. They treat him like shit. I'm like, that's kind of how Americans kind of treat their veterans already. Yeah. He yeah. goes, well, yeah. And then so we go from, you know, everybody recovering from the snap to, you know, our small little comparison to whatever, what we're going through right now with the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. then and so then he asked me about the flag smashing. So I told him that deal was like they, you know... Wanted. They want to bring the world back to how it was within those previous, you know, you know, those previous four to five years and stuff. Mm. They Mm. liked how the world was and everything. So then he goes. I don't want to offend anybody who's doing this, you know, everybody's entitled to their own political opinions and stuff. Mm. So he says. So they're basically Trump supporters. <laughs> and that that was like my own reaction. I was like the, you know, the meet the gift where the guy's mind's blown. Mm-hmm. Like that was it. I'm like, I never thought about it. But yeah.
0: Um, I wouldn't. I mean, to call them Trump supporters. I mean that that's a bit of a stretch. I mean, I because mean, like the because the I mean. It, so far, what we know of the political beliefs of the flag smashers, like they want a more egalitarian world, but um, you know, a world without borders and 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 governments, you know, you know, running things in the same way, same oppressive way, you know, running the same oppressive systems. That was that's how it was before the blip, um, yeah. but. But um, I, I think I think the pr- I think the problem is and, and 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 here in the and this is a common problem that I see with some Marvel villains like for example Killmonger, and even Thanos to a certain degree where where to a certain degree they have some valid points. The villains have some valid points about how the world should be, but they but they're presented they're presented in such an extreme way that it makes their right. ideas seem extreme. So. So in this in the case of the Flag Smashers, where, where they do want a more, you know, egalitarian world, the fact that um, Carly Morgenthau, you know, killed some people, it's, it sends a message to the viewer that, oh, well, you see, you see, it's not just her methods that are extreme, it's her ideas, her views of what the world should be that are extreme. And it's like, well, hold on, you're, you're conflating the two, and it's, and you're not presenting a real nuanced picture there. So I can understand the Trump comparison in that respect.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was a small comparison. I was like, oh snap! I never really thought about because they wanted the, they want the work you know, the country, the world, how it was these past four years.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same with that. Yeah. Well, but but it's awesome. yeah, but it's very different. I mean, Trump supporters want the world want want the country to be, you know, like Jim Crow era. You know, you know, no no Negroes allowed. You know, type of deal. But and the flight Smashers are not that.
1: <laughs> but yeah, it was just like I was like, wow, well, you know what? Yeah, I can kind of understand that comparison, but it was just like wow, like it the way it hit me. And in the moment, it was pretty funny too. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh
0: yeah.
1: So bad. So yeah, I saw this. I wanted. I think I sent you this meme though, and it was just like. When the door and spoiler alert when the door Milaje was beating John Walker's ass and everybody just sitting
0: there like oh yeah with their drinks and, and yeah uh, and then um you know um Bucky he he had his he had a petty side he was like looking strong John <laughs> <laughs> I, Best oh yeah and then like and then at the end where where uh John where the door Malaje left John Walker sounds all defeated he's like the, they weren't even super soldiers. And it's like, no, they're not super soldiers. They're Dora Malaje. And what? you should be thankful that they allowed you to walk under under your own power.
1: <laughs> you don't have jurisdiction here. That
0: quote's powerful. Yeah. The Dora Malaje have jurisdiction wherever the Dora Malaje see fit. You know. I'll paraphrase, but uh but
1: I was like, Woo! That, that, that's one of those quotes that hit.
0: Yeah. It's like, yeah, yes, yes, as, as well you should, <laughs> you know, um, but, uh, but John Walker, um, you know, Dollar Tree, Captain America, you know, he, you know, he, uh, he, he definitely delved into the Mouth of Madness where he, he fell into temptation, you know, spoilers, he, he found, he found one more, one more intact vial of the super serum, um, and, you know, he had that crazy head tilt. And then next thing you know, there's a scene where he's flinging one of the flag smashers down a stairwell, and it's like, oh shit, he took he did take it. And then yeah. but but of course, unfortunately, his comrade in arms, whom we barely got to know, bit bit the bullet. Battlestar is no more. And that sent him over the edge. That sent uh, John Walker over the edge to uh pull uh Zack Snyder, uh Zack Snyder and uh Bludgeon, one of the flag smashers, to death. Um yeah. Ironically, the same flag smasher who looked up to the original Captain America. Mm. Right. Yeah. Right.
1: And shout outs to John it for this. Because, you know, we had the we had the Snyder cut. Please tell me you saw the Zemo cut.
0: Oh, I I've heard about the Zemo cut. Was it wasn't that where Marvel just like did it just like loop footage of uh Zemo dancing for like an hour? That's all it was. <laughs> that, no, that, that's all it
1: was. <laughs> for an hour straight. Literally Marvel Marvel put that out. And I I, I had a
0: good laugh at that. One. <laughs> nice. Oh man. Oh and Pops do his they they commented decapitation. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha I see what you did there. Oh there man. There yeah. So um, what should we do? What should we? But yeah. that's all
1: I've been up to. Oh okay. Uh, well, well.
0: Uh, what you been up? To? Oh, what I've been up to? Um, well, uh, not a whole lot. I've uh, I watched Godzilla versus Kong, which I which I loved. Yeah, still um, I watched so all. I haven't got my- yeah, I watched all four of the Monsterverse uh movies on HBO Max. So I watched the first three leading up to Godzilla vs. Kong. Loved them all. Um okay. Yep. Yeah. Um I got a I picked up a couple of uh couple of films uh in the mail. I got uh from Best Buy. I ordered my Steelbook edition. Ex- Uh-oh. exclusive Steelbook edition of Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. Yes. Yes, it, it it comes with the Blu-ray and the and the 4K uh disc which uh is exclusive to the steelbook. Um yeah. Yeah, Wonder Woman 84. I enjoyed it despite its despite some of its problems. Um will we'll leave it at that, but you know what? Um I I am the proud owner of this wonderful mwah, Steelbook, DCEU, Patty Jenkins, you did it again. I'm looking forward to seeing what you're doing, what you you will do with with a third film, as well as Rogue Squadron, whenever that comes out. Um, I also ordered, uh, courtesy of the Criterion Collection, uh, a box set that I've been waiting for for a long time from one of my favorite filmmakers, uh, Hong Kong filmmaker Wong Kar Wai. The World of One Car Y, Blu-ray Box Set. Ugh. all of his, um, uh, most of m- many of his films. Um, just just so. How thick it is. Oh oh yeah, it's
1: uh, yeah it's. Oh
0: it's, okay. Yeah it's it's a it's it's a, it's, a, it's a chunky set. You know, it folds out. You know, it got a. Uh, let's see, uh, one two three four seven films. There's here's the here's the booklet. You know. Right there. Uh, yes. The booklet right there. And then there's also the films. Ah, uh, such wonderful cinema right here. Oh, my gosh. I just I just love this. I've been waiting for this box set for a long time. Because uh, Wong Kar Wai is one of my favorite filmmakers. You know, we, we got some great films up in here. Uh, let's see. We got As Tears Go By, Days of Being Wild, Chunking Express, Happy Together, Fallen Angels, In the Mood for Love. I love that film so much. 2046. Ah, uh, Yes, yes, my body was was ready for box this here. for this box set when it was announced, uh, you know, late last year. And I said, you know what? When it comes out, I will order myself a copy. And I did. I am looking forward to delving into uh, the world of Wong Kar Wai. Ah, uh, just beautiful cinematic treasures right here, man. You know, it's um, you know, it, it, it. I mean, just just wonderful, wonderful art house films. Um, art house goodness you know it's it's, I'm, it's 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 pretty it's not not for those who you know enjoy simpler pleasures like you know flicks about dancing but hey for those who <laughs> <laughs> i didn't mention any names but um but uh but for those who 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 love art house films um and just international cinema and 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 just hong kong cinema uh Check out the world of Wonkar Y, Courtesy of the Criterion Collection. Ah, uh, just wonderful, so beautiful. I banding love you it.
1: I'm just fanning you down. I'm just fanning you down. You're getting a little, getting a little moist out
0: there. It's 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 all right. Listen, listen. You know what? You know y- y'all y'all can talk about WAP and and, and all this, but you know what? Who needs WAP when you got car y Uh, and I'll leave it at that. So, um, speaking of movies, Carl. You know, we had a WrestleMania bet. Yes, and we did. and uh, and the and the bet was whoever had whoever has the most correct predictions uh of of the of the matches from NXT TakeOver, stand and deliver and uh, WrestleMania thirty seven, um the winner will have to uh will have to uh um enforce a bet on the other parties. So in this case, Carl, you have a choice. Between some films of my choosing, that uh, yes, choice. one of which that you'll get to watch. So I, I actually asked you uh, yesterday what your streaming services were, and thankfully you have all the streaming services. So I okay. will. So what I will do is I'm going to uh, go into the Zoom here, into the Zooms, and in the chat, so that everyone can see. You'll have a chance to pick one of these films, and you're going to get to review one of these films for next week's edition of the Codex Prime podcast. So here we are. So these are the cho- these are your choices, my friend.
1: Okay, climate, we, Climax 2018 on
0: Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's... Uh, so you have Climax of 2018, Amazon Prime. We have The Cook, The Thief, His Wife, and Her Lover. A 1989 film available on Peacock. Um, Eraser Head, David Lynch on oh HBO God Max. <laughs> uh, House, uh, which is a uh, Japanese uh, horror film uh, on HBO Max. Midsummer on Amazon How did Prime. I didn't know that was going to be. I knew <laughs> going to that one. Oh, Midsummer is mwah, the cat's meow. Uh, the Neon Demon which is on Amazon prime and possessor with directed by, uh, Brandon, Brandon Cronenberg, which is available on Hulu. Um, let me see, uh, car, uh, John says that you should pick neon demon, but these films, um, these are some Victor, what you, what you would call Victor ass movies. And I decided, you know what? I need to pick some films that I've seen that, uh, that I'm sure that you, that you and Natasha would enjoy. So, uh, you have your pick from these uh, selections here.
1: Okay. Um, I'll have her pick it.
0: Okay. Oh, you'll have Natasha pick one?
1: Yeah. Okay. She'll pick the poison.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: And you shall have your review. I don't really think I have any plans this weekend. I know there'll be definitely, definitely uh, a new episode of Blurred Eye for you this week on Zoom Unity.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Um, oh, man. big movies on steroids. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, The Neon Demon, ooh, boy, the directions that movie goes. Um, also, uh, Possessor, woof God, Possessor, that... What kind of fucked up brain made up that movie? I mean, I mean, the son of David Cronenberg would make a movie like Possessor. Um, Eraserhead is just uh, pure David Lynch, un- raw and uncut. Um, I will admit that I didn't like Eraserhead, but uh, you just 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 imagining your reactions to that movie is just making me, it's just cracking me up.
1: Uh, would you like to know some of our choices that we have for you?
0: Okay, so all right what what were what were your choices if had you won the bet?
1: Okay, mine was going to be Cannibal Holocaust. Fuck. <laughs> so go ahead, go ahead, Neo, dodge the bullet. <laughs>
0: uh, I yeah, I've never seen that movie, but I know it by reputation. I don't know if I'll ever have the heart to see it
1: if you would have lost his bed, you would have had no choice.
0: I know. Oof. <laughs> I consider myself lucky.
1: I also was going to uh, – another choice I had was abducted in plain sight.
0: Mm, I think I've heard, I've heard of that one.
1: I, re- I reviewed it.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, I reviewed yeah, with the – oh, God. No. <laughs> oh. No. I'm – No.
1: Now she was going to choose mm. She was going to choose Dance Flick
0: Of course
1: <laughs> And A Tyler Perry movie And I was gonna I was gonna suggest A Family That Prays That one actually That, that one actually is a that With Alfrey Woodard And Kathy Bates
0: Yeah yeah, uh, I mean, it's time. so
1: those those were some that we those were some that we have. Like if we if we would have won, then it would have been a it would have been a nice discussion of which one to pick. Mm. So,
0: yeah.
1: Or we would have did we would have did like you did and just uh, give you um giving you options. So. Uh, mm. I just need for you to. I don't think I can. I can wait. Hi, right, I screenshotted them. Okay. And I'll I have her pick. I'll have her. I'm like, listen, go through these, go through the IMDb's, go mm. through the pictures, mm. and your fate will be in my hands. It pretty much is. I mean, we're damn near married.
0: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. But uh but I will say, Carl, um uh you'll you'll you definitely won't forget any one of these movies you pick.
1: <laughs> I'm sure I won't. I'm sure I won't, but a mm. bet's a bet.
0: Yep.
1: Mm. Looking forward to the next time.
0: Yeah, well uh you know we'll uh we'll we'll we'll, we'll see uh We'll, we'll see what we'll see what happens, but um, you know, I mean, when it when it comes to you know betting betting against a Cowboys fan, I mean, how can I lose? <laughs> it's like betting what it's like betting against a Buffalo Bill supporter. It's like you're just kicking somebody when they're down. It's like, come on, man. Now you
1: just that. now you just throwing <laughs> shit. But I will uh, say this: I finally finished this motherfucker.
0: Up. Ooh, Forrest Gump, the novel by winston groom
1: oh my god
0: oh tell, tell us tell us about the goodness that <clears throat> is forrest gump the novel
1: <laughs> three words mm-hmm. off the rails mm. there is a reason why the studio just focused on the first 11 chapters Mm-hmm. and completely skipped all the way to the end. And even then, it's different itself. For one, just something that I told you off the air. Mm-hmm. In the movie, they never said Forrest Gump's mama's name.
0: That is true, yeah.
1: They never did.
0: I always just called her Sally Field.
1: You <laughs> <laughs> was just mama.
0: mm. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and thanks to the book.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Her name's Gladys. Mm-hmm.
0: Gladys Gump. Nice alliteration. And
1: you don't even find out until like the till like the second to last chapter.
0: Hmm. Wow. Gladys Gump. I see
1: Uh let me see. Let me at least try to focus on like certain uh, differences in the movies. Uh, Lieutenant Dan is just homeless once he leaves Vietnam. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Jenny and Forrest had an on-again, off-again relationship, but she doesn't die, but she does end up having his kid. Mm. Mm-hmm. He... Gets involved in a movie, uh, and he's carrying um, Raquel Welch in a remake of *The Creature from the Black Lagoon*, and then her dress rips, or so he's just walking around, just carrying Florence Wel—I mean, a uh, Raquel Welch naked. Okay. Um, and then that was just crazy. Uh, he goes to. Okay, he chucks his... I think I mentioned this in the last episode. He chucks his Congressional Medal of Honor, winds up hitting a senator, he gets locked up, but then they send him to a uh, mental hospital. They find out that he has some intelligence, so they take him up to space Mm -hmm. with some woman and a monkey. Okay. A red tank, to be exact. All right. They crash land in Papua New Guinea... He learns to play chess by one of the natives, who just happened to have went to Harvard. Okay. Then the natives turn out to be cannibals, and they try to eat them. Mm. They're stuck in Papua New Guinea for like five years. They they finally get rescued from NASA. Mm. Then the monkey ends up leaving and stays in the jungle. Then when he's in Hollywood, he just happens to reunite with the monkey again. Okay. And he's just traveling all the way to Hills. He, he starts Bubblegum Shrimp with the monkey.
0: Hmm.
1: He he can communicate with the monkey, like he. I'm like, you're traveling through, through the country with a monkey. and Just nobody seems to notice. Like nobody's not saying anything. It's just completely off the rail. I'm just like. And as I'm just like, I have to finish this because it, it was that car crash effect.
0: Mm, yeah. It's like you can't look away.
1: <laughs> you, you can't. It's just like, how ridiculous will this, will this get? He becomes a pro wrestler. Mm. His wrestler name, and his ring gear is a diaper and a dunce hat. And a dunce cap. And his name is The Dunce.
0: Okay. Yep.
1: becomes Maybe. a world champion.
0: Of course. Yeah.
1: Becomes a chess master.
0: Okay, world champion chess master, okay.
1: Like he goes back to he goes back to bite to mobile, his mother's in the poor house, gets a... she she never dies. Okay. Yeah. He doesn't run across the country a couple of times. Oh. He does start up Bubba gum shrimp, like I said. Mm-hmm. He becomes so rich Mm. that he runs for the U.S. Senate. Okay. Then he gets a letter from Jenny, who ends up married. Mm. And he goes to Savannah, lives homeless there, meets up with Lieutenant Dan out of nowhere again. Okay. He starts a one-man band, and that's pretty much how the book ends.
0: Wow. Okay. So just a bunch of random wild just ass things.
1: Just randomness.
0: Hmm. You know, like I think that, you know, if if you got rid of some, if you got rid of the racist elements that you mentioned in the book, I think somebody, sh- I think a director should take a stab at adapting Forrest Gump to make it closer to the novel and put it on film. I, I think that's what we need. You know, a
1: well, uh, Groom, a uh, Winston Groom cut.
0: Yes, we need a Winston Groom cut of Forrest Gump on film, you know. And and, and you, can, you can you can cast you know one of Tom Hanks' sons. You can cast Chet Hanks a, a, as as a new Forrest Gump. It could work, maybe it won't. Forrest Gump the, the
1: book was like 6'6 and like damn near three hundred pounds.
0: You know what? 6'6. You, you you know who you, you you know who you can cast as Forrest Gump with that with with those dimensions? Nathan Jones. Bam. <laughs> yes, the Colossus of Bugle Road. Nathan Jones is Forrest Gump in the reboot. And yeah, yes, I I will pay to see it. I will go to the theater to see it. You know, COVID or no COVID. <laughs> COVID or no COVID. <laughs> I will I will I will risk it all to see it. <laughs> oh my God.
1: You want Here's the kicker. What's up? The
0: book has a sequel. Yep. Uh, th- Yo. Yo, are you going to read the sequel?
1: Hell no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Man, I
1: already know I already know the first line of the book. The first line of the sequel says, "Don't ever let them make your turn your life story into a movie." That's mm. the first line. Oh, okay. It's got it's called Gump and Company. He plays football again. And I know he becomes part of the Saints. He plays for the Saints, and it's just it's just off the just as off the rails as the first one. Mm. But Jenny doesn't die, but yet yeah, the Winston groom did specify that Jenny dies of hepatitis C. Oh, hmm.
0: yeah, bad way to go. But uh I see John John Haponik, He says that you have to read the sequel for the show. <laughs> I can't do that. Um but yo, I will let listen, we need to see Nathan Jones as 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 Forrest Gump in the reboot. I mean, can Nathan Jones act? No. But you know what? It's fine. He he has a presence. <laughs> um, uh
1: I mean it's I would like to see you read this
0: book. I mean, I mean, shit, I'll, I mean, I'll, I have, I have a bunch of, I have like, uh, several books that I'm reading that I'm getting through right now, but, um, it, if I ever, if I, if I'm ever super bored and I'm looking for new reading material, I'll, I'll check it out, um, I'll go to, I'll, I might go to the library, if whatever, if, if any libraries are open and then I'll, uh, check it out, um. You know, um, oh, I can't believe I forgot. I forgot to mention this. Uh, feel, yes. Uh, this this past Friday, I got my first dose of the COVID vaccine.
1: How'd you feel, man?
0: Oh, just fine. No side effects at all. It was just. It just felt like a tap on the shoulder. I got the Pfizer vaccine, and it was just like boop. That was it. Yeah, yeah it, I had the I had the Moderna, so that's,
1: maybe there is a difference for. This. I just looked at John's thing. I just looked at John's comedy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man, I'm I'm fe- I'm feeling real good. Um, you know, I'm, a, I'm a, I definitely have that peace of mind. Um, I have my next dose coming up on the thirtieth. So yeah, once I once I'm fully vaccinated, um, and then I and then I wait it out a month. Um, I'll be I, I can I can you know get back to get back to my old way of living. You know, go going to the library. Uh, window shopping at Newberry Comics and other stores, Best Buy, Barnes and Noble. Um, yeah, that's that's that's, that's pretty basically, much it. So basically, so basically, leave the house. Yeah, basically, I I get to leave the house. I have besides going to the grocery store, you know. Um, uh, what? What?
1: In person podcasting?
0: Uh, well, that's that's that's. That's that's gonna have to wait a while, man. That's gonna have to wait a, a while longer. You know, we, we gotta make sure that that COVID, that we achieve that herd immunity, so that COVID is fully eradicated. Um, of course, uh, you gotta
1: buy you gotta buy a damn plexiglass
0: or something. <laughs> but um, but yeah, we'll.
1: Maybe can't the house.
0: I mean, well, we'll, 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 we'll I mean, hopefully by the end of the year, uh, once, once the, once the, once the, once the, once the, once the covid numbers like spike drastically like downward then we can we can uh consider returning back to the way things were um uh of course you know i eventually i i gotta get back on the dating scene i am i'll be honest i am not at all looking forward to going back to the dating scene it's oh god it's just so annoying it just it just feels like it feels like, 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 dating feels like a series of job interviews except less fun. And, yeah, but, but, you know, it is what it is. You know, that's, that's part of the, that's part of the, uh, part of the journey. So, eventually I'll get back on the horse. Um, stu-
1: main man, Stuber.
0: Yes, Stuber, what's up, man? Um... Let me see. John Haponics says that the stars will align and movie pass will return. You can go back to the theater. Um, I will go back to the theater. Um, like I said, once COVID numbers uh, uh, decline to such a drastic to a drastic degree, um, I will be more comfortable going back to the theater. Um, like I said, by that time, maybe maybe by definitely by next year, if 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 uh, if COVID. Is uh is fully eradicated or ninety nine point nine percent gone? I'll definitely be out and about. You know, I'll I'll get back on the like I said. I'll, I'll get back in the theaters. I'll get back to the libraries. I'll get back to dating. <sighs> dating. Hey, let's go back to this dating con- uh,
1: conversation. There is a way. Just video chat. Yeah. I- Just video that until you're until you're comfortable <laughs> until you're ready to make that move.
0: I mean, yeah, video cha- video chats are video chats are all well and good, but uh, it's I don't, I don't I don't know, man. It, it, it just feel it just feels like it, it just feels like you know, like it just feels even more like a job interview. Like like I'm on like you're I mean, on. Zoom. That's
1: that's what dating is. Dating's are, or dates are a job interview. Except that you have to. Be.
0: Yeah, it's like, hmm, what are your intentions? What are your long term goals? What are your short term goals? Uh,
1: oh, don't ask questions like that. Just get to know right. them. Yeah. Just, just get to know them. You don't need to jump into, you don't need to jump into that right away. Hell, we didn't, but we kind of already like knew each other. We worked together, so we that was a fit.
0: <laughs> yeah, but you know, well, oh snap! Oh, I'm watching NXT. Props to Kushida, new cruiserweight champ. Oh, shit. Wow. Yeah, he beat Santos Escobar. Nice. I'm going I'm to go. I, I'm
1: Black I'm... Widow, I will not. I will. I'll, I have masks. I will dump us And I also have a um, face shield. Mm. And I'll go to the movie theater for that bitch.
0: I don't know, man. I mean. If I mean... it ain't
1: kill me by now, especially with the field that I work in.
0: And my ass is a okay hey listen you, you, you look man you you say that but you don't want, you don't want to be tempting fate man and, and theaters theaters if unless unless they have that hospital grade air filtration I ain't going I ain't going listen, I, I mean I, I mean the 30 30-
1: I worked through this thing I worked, literally worked in a me and my girl. We was literally swimming in it, and I never caught
0: it. Knock on wood, man. man. Never
1: caught it.
0: Mhm. But but yo, man. I mean, I'm willing to pay the $30 convenience fee to see Black Widow if it comes down to it. But but you know, like I said, we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Um exactly. Yeah. And. Uh, and us as, as, and while we were talking about wrestling, uh, WrestleMania thirty seven and NXT stand and deliver. Uh, Carl, what are your thoughts on both events?
1: Okay, NXT stand and deliver. NXT stand and deliver. Deliver. Yes. Both nice. Both. Fun. Both. Fun.
0: Yes. Yes, it did. Yes it did. Um I I mean I mean takeovers are have been consistently good. Like there's not one bad takeover at all.
1: No, they're, um, not. they're mediocre at worst.
0: Yeah. Like the worst one you could say is like it was, oh, that was a pretty good show. You know?
1: Yeah. But yeah, like in your house, I know Brian, uh, shout out to them on the UWO. I know he hated it. No. I still I still enjoyed it, but this one, they delivered.
0: They did like, um, every, every match, every match, you know, really fit the bill. Uh, my, my favorite match of, uh, of stand and deliver was Walter versus Tommaso Ciampa for the UK championship. Um, you know, Tommaso Ciampa, he did his best, but Walter, man, he is just too, too much of a, too much of a, of an unstoppable force. You know, he, he just pummeled Ciampa into submission and retained the UK belt, um, yeah, Bronson Reed. He had a great match with uh, Johnny Gargano for the for the North American t- Championship. I wanted Bronson Reed to win, but Gargano proves why he is Johnny Takeover. He beat him with uh, two final beats, uh, the 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 Slingshot DDT, DDT to, for the for the win, uh, with some assists from Austin Theory. Um, your 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 pick for the for the NXT Tag Team Champion Championships? MSK. They won the belts. Uh, beating uh, Grizzly Young Veterans and uh, Legado del Fantasma. Um, I, wanted G- I wanted Grizzly Young, Young Veterans to win because I-, I felt that they needed to the win after losing two straight uh, Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic tournaments, but I'm not at all mad at MSK winning, though, because they deserve them, too. Yeah. Yeah and um, and of course and of course Raquel Gonzalez finally beating Io Shirai to become the new NXT Women's Champion definitely the right outcome cuz Raquel Gonzalez her momentum was going up and up and, and and unlike some other former NXT Women's Champions Io Shirai is generous enough to put new talent over you know Io Shirai could have could have been like some some you know certain daughters of wrestling royalty and just you know you know buried buried uh, Gonzalez by retaining the championship and then have Gonzalez trying to struggle to get, regain her momentum for the rest of the year. But no, Io said no. I'm going to do the honors and give Raquel her flowers and let her run with the belt. As as a real champion does. Yeah.
1: Sounds getting real a little bit.
0: <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, watching, watching Karen Flair coming out on Raw complaining about <laughs> You know, complaining about I don't g I guess being overlooked when when she's a thirty three time women's champion. is like, yeah, okay. Alright, sit down. Um the NXT Cruiserweight uh, championship ladder match between Jordan Devlin and Santos Escobar. Yo, definitely a banger. That was a banger of a match. Oh,
1: so Sean must have went up to him be like, Listen, don't you to embarrass
0: me. Yeah, yeah. And and they and they showed improved. Yeah, Santos Escobar retaining, uh, becoming the undisputed Cruiserweight champion. Um, you had the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship, Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart retaining against The Way. Candice LeRae and okay. Indy Hartwell. Um, and Cross, uh, finally becoming a two-time NXT champion, be- beating Finn Balor in a great match. Uh, just, yeah, just beating Finn Balor into submission. Uh, and then lastly... The unsanctioned match between Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole, baby.
1: They did the right thing by letting Kyle O'Reilly get over and actually writing Adam Cole off the TV for a while. Mm. Why? To build those stars.
0: Yes. Absol- build those stars. Yep, absolutely. Um, and yeah, man. And, and, and Adam, I mean... And uh, what was it, Kyle O'Reilly? Yo, he's he's gonna be a future NXT champion. And yeah, yeah, cause like the the sky's the limit for him. I say that I say like by the end of the year, like I won't be surprised if we see Kyle O'Reilly with the NXT championship.
1: There's your ultimate underdog story.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And Adam Cole, man, you know, you know, he's 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 definitely a mainstay. So he's he's definitely doing the most in NXT. Uh, so yeah, stand, stand and delivered definitely the show, the show of uh, WrestleMania week. But uh, WrestleMania 37 was no slouch, especially night one. Um oh, you
1: know what? I, I went in with low expectations, mm. and they exceeded it.
0: Yeah, night night yeah night one of WrestleMania was was definitely a near perfect show. Like um, especially the main event, historic. The first time you had two black women main eventing at WrestleMania. Sasha Banks, the defending SmackDown Women's Champion against the Royal Rumble winner, Bianca Belair. In an excellent two match. Two black people. Yeah. Not just
1: one two black people. Um mm-hmm. what got what got me to Vince coming out at the beginning of the show just to say thank you.
0: hmm Yeah.
1: And did his classic Welcome WrestleMania? Yeah, uh, that made me smile.
0: That you know, I I smiled too. You know, because after a year seeing actual fans and hearing actual crowd noise, I was like, yeah, man, this it, is what this it, what
1: it was. Just it was a reminder of how much the fans are needed.
0: Because
1: I mean, I know, I know, I'm skipping ahead. Last night's Raw just felt like any other Raw. It's supposed to be the Raw after, Ma- after Mania, you know. Yeah. What What is the true element that makes Raw after Mania so special? Oh, the crowd. Man, it's the fans that really do it.
0: Mm. Yeah, and I and I'll, I have some thoughts about Raw after Mania this year. Oh boy, I have some thoughts.
1: Yeah, it wasn't. It really wasn't that great. That was, it was just. It was there. It just felt mm. like another. And it just felt like another rough,
0: Yeah. Because we
1: had to go back to what we've been seeing, mm. what we have gotten used to for, you know, for the past year. So it's like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I, I'm not going to be too harsh of a judge on it. Oh, I will. I yeah, will. I know you
0: guys. Mm. You
1: know, no, uh, uh, I'll... I, I do not to be because I know it's like, all right, it... The, Really needed. That's what really make, it's really the crowd that makes the Raw after uh, Mania so special. But yeah. so back to night one, Bad Bunny.
0: <laughs> yes, Bad Bunny.
1: Babuni.
0: Yo, I gotta say, like I, like I had no expectations uh, for the Bad Bunny match, but yo, yo, Bad Bunny, yo, he showed and proved like straight up and down, like Bad Bunny's performance at WrestleMania. Uh, 37 was the single best celebrity wrestling appearance I have seen um in in, in 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 any company. You can you can put that alongside Pat McAfee, you can put that alongside uh Stephen Amell. I say Bad Bunny's performance is the best one of them all. Like he really he really showed that he took the training seriously. Um shout outs to Adam Pearce and Drew Gulak who reportedly were the ones who trained him. And- and, and who? Norman
1: Smiley
0: and Norman Smiley, the big wiggle, uh, you know, uh, shout outs, shout outs to them for like really, for, for, for really helping bad bunny along. And also shout outs to Miz and Morrison as being consummate professionals, really, you know, making, making, making bad bunny look smooth and like really, uh, 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 competent in the ring. And also Damian Priest as well, being his, being his yeah. tactic partner.
1: Yeah. Girl, I want to be, re- I want to read a couple of tweets. Regarding that, so Mike Bennett actually tweeted, "I don't care if a ce- I don't care if a celebrity shows up at a wrestling show just to collect a paycheck. Make that money while you can. However, when a celebrity shows up at a wrestling show and has put in the time and effort and shows respect to your craft, mm-hmm. that just hits different." Yeah. And then Doug Williams over in the UK tweeted. The Bad Bunny tag match was not only a testament to the skill and the professionalism of the Miz and John Morrison, but also to the dedication of a celebrity who was big, who was a big enough fan of professional wrestling to respect its integrity.
0: Mm. Yep, absolutely. Like you could tell, like Bad Bunny is a is a true wrestling fan and somebody who really took it seriously. And being a fan, you could tell that he had like some, he he did some like subtle things that you know showed that he. You know that 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 a fan would know how to do in the ring, and the fact that he busted out a uh, what I call a Puerto Rican destroyer on the outside of the ring on John Morrison, I marked out for that.
1: I was like, wait, wait a minute, what? i was like, he, you know what? He did that. Yeah. He did that, and I know certain uh, certain uh, WWE pessimists are out there, you know, that are out there
0: like, you
1: no, know, Morrison did that, but I'm like. A move like that takes two to tango.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Because in order to perform a Canadian destroyer, one, the person giving it has to do the front flip. The person receiving it has to do a backward. And you have to be in sync with that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. There's
1: no way, I know Bad Bunny is like, 98 pounds soaking wet. You still have to have that coordination to do it. So, and yeah. the simple fact that he still pulled it off the way he did. Mm. Not to mention, outside of the ring, yeah, where celebrity wouldn't even dare to even try to go, try to touch, it. and mm. he did that.
0: Yeah, he did it. Yeah, live, and the kind of and the place went nuts. And yo, so yeah. Big ups to him. Like, he he really made the most. He's definitely a first ballot Celebrity Hall of Fame, Hall of Famer, so he's punched and his if ticket. They put him
1: just for that one match, I wouldn't even be mad.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Not even
1: just a match, because here's the thing, too, about it. He was consistently on Raw.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he He was. didn't
1: just make a one-off appearance. I challenge you to a match, and then we never see him again.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He was consistently on Raw, like either whether it was every week or every other week. I miss a bit I usually miss a good chunk of Raw because I work Monday nights and mm-hmm. I miss a good chunk out of, you know, because of my commute. But mm-hmm. like I said, he was consistently there and he was consistently trying like he stopped everything that he was doing. Mm-hmm. He stopped making his music, he stopped touring, well he had no choice, but yeah, he stopped. He stopped everything that he was doing to go down to the PC and train.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's dedication, and not only that, that's respect. That's respect for the exactly. business. Because yeah.
1: allegedly Bawa hasn't showed up to train yet.
0: <laughs> Yo, does Bawa really want the smoke though?
1: I mean, Singaporey don't either, but he's still running his mouth. Mm.
0: Yes, oh, so soldier boy. And uh, and, and while we're speaking about wrestling, I'm just looking at NXT real quick. Uh, Rhea Ripley, the Raw Women's Champion, has made an appearance. Um, yeah. Yep, she's walking to the ring right now, and she is going to confront Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. Um. Also, uh, Taya Valkyrie also made her debut. Um, right. she, I I will say with Taya Valkyrie. And Carl, I really can't put my finger on it, but I don't like her new name. I don't know why. I can't really articulate why, but I don't like Taya Valkyrie's new name. I, I, you tell me, what, I don't know why. It's something about that name that I just don't really like. Oh shit. <laughs> I just don't I don't know why. But 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 that name is awful. It's absolutely awful. The NXT name generator strikes again. They should have stuck with like either Taya Valkyrie or maybe Tara Valkyria. Something, something cool. But that, but that's a, but that's the name that they chose for Taya Valkyrie. I'm like, you know, I don't know what it is exactly. I can't pinpoint the exact reason. I just don't like her new name in NXT. But. Hopefully, but you know, Taiji is 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 an amazing athlete, so she's gonna she's gonna put it down. I'm, I'm I'm curious to see how she's gonna fit in the rest of the women's division there. So we'll see in the coming weeks. I really just put two and two together. <laughs> you're gonna be you're gonna be okay, man. You're gonna be okay. Yeah, I'm fine. But uh, but um, but yeah, I will say um, oh snap! So it's, it's a reunion. Bianca Belair is on NXT. She just arrived. <laughs> I'm going to have to watch this shit tomorrow. Yeah, me too. I'm going to watch it on on, on Peacock once they upload it. But, yeah, that Bianca Belair, you know, strutting around the ring, carrying the SmackDown Women's Championship, looking good. Rhea Ripley looking good. See two new new women's champions on the main roster. You know, that's what I'm talking about. New talent, new generation of talent carrying the belts who aren't being buried and having their momentum taken out from them, you know, by by certain legacy kids. But we'll, we'll leave it at that. Um, but yeah, okay. This is okay. That's a good shot. Raquel Gonzalez, Bianca, Rhea Ripley holding up their championships. The new generation of 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 women's champions in WWE programming. I love it. I love to see it.
1: By the way, they all came in. At, all three of them came in at the same time.
0: They, that's right. They did. They did.
1: Same damn time.
0: Hmm. So so yeah, man. Uh, Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley. Shoutouts to them for for getting their big wins. Um. Uh, uh,
1: I'm still laughing at your uh, Frankie Monet rant.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but 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 I will I will say uh, with um we'll call it
1: we'll call it Franklin monet <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh or Frankie Moe, We'll go with that. Okay, um, yeah, Frankie Mo. That's how, yeah. You know, that. yeah. Yeah. Um I I will say um with uh with Night 2 of WrestleMania even though it wasn't as good as Night 1 I will say the best match on that card was uh Roman Reigns versus Edge and Daniel Bryan Roman Reigns he was my pick to retain and I'm glad he did still the tribal chief um dominated both Edge and and Bryan uh to to become to remain your Universal Champion and I will say this shout outs to a, the, pres- the booking of Roman Reigns, and B, shout-outs to the crowd at Raymond James Stadium for booing Roman Reigns as the proper heel. Not the not a, not a baby face that's being shoved down their throats, but a proper heel, getting that proper heel reaction.
1: And I I want to give a shout-out to a very good friend of the show, Trisha Figueroa. I feel so bad. She left me like messages. We were discussing this, and I just never got back to her. So, like I get why, you know, she's upset. She didn't want Roman to win at all because she mm-hmm. felt like you know, Roman's been shoved down her throat. He had his moment in his son. But here's the thing, Daniel Bryan did too. Edge yeah. did too.
0: Yeah. That's true. But here's
1: the thing. Now we're getting a new Roman. We're getting a heel.
0: Mm-hmm. Roman.
1: He's been in the he's been in the in the spotlight at the baby. Now this is a heel. Yeah. And Sir Will, and shout outs to Sir Wilkins of the Jabber podcast. He needs that 300 plus day reign. Oh yeah. And just like how I, how I booked it long term for both of them, for both lastly, and Rome and our Roman, you build those monsters. You give them the 1993 Yokozuma treatment. You build those monsters. and then here's what you do mm-hmm. while they're having their you know moments and stuff. Roman and Lashley just backstage. Both mm. with their, you know, with Heyman and MVP. They just walk by. Mm. Look at each other. Size each other up and down. Keep on walking. Mm. Boom. There's your hype for Survivor Series.
0: Oh, champion versus champion. You keep, the, and I said, you keep that momentum
1: going and then boom, Bobby Lashley, Bobby Lashley, Wins, not Bobby Lashley, Big E mm-hmm. wins the Royal Rumble. And if you go back to Talking Smack about a month ago, he said, "I will be that main event." He said yeah. it to Paul Heyman's face. "I will be that main event."
0: Yeah, yeah, and and also too, you can you can connect it back to when what Paul Heyman said to Big E on Talking Smack, saying that, "Hey, when you look at Roman Reigns, nobody talks about the Shield," and you saw you Big go. E really having the gears turning his head.
1: Exactly. So then, boom. There's your long-term story. There's your main. There's your main event for next year's WrestleMania and Dallas. On the Bobby Lashley side, Cesaro got his moment in the sun.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Great match with Seth Rollins.
1: Exactly. Boom. I have two money in the bank picks. Okay. Cesaro.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Shinsuke. Give Shinsuke, you know what? Give Shinsuke, yeah, Shinsuke money in the bank. Let him try that. Or even if you, if things don't work out for Bobby, which I highly doubt because he has a shit ton of momentum right now. Hmm. Shinsuke wins money in the bank, cash it in SummerSlam.
0: Hmm. Okay.
1: There's your marquee matchup for SummerSlam. Or even you can still have him lose, and then you get, and then keep building Cesaro. Yeah.
0: Keep
1: building him. Give him those win. Give him those wins. Give him those wins. Give him those wins. He wins at Elimination Chamber next year. Mm-hmm. Boom! You're giving both of those guy. You're giving both of those guys the WrestleMania 21 treatment, having Batista and John Cena win their um, respective titles, both. Putting new talents
0: over, giving them both credible wins. Hmm. I like that. Yeah, and plus like Cesaro will finally get his flowers, you know, after what, ten yeah. years. Yeah. And um and yeah, like with Cesaro, like given his given his great showing against Rollins at WrestleMania, like this year, like it's now or never. Like if you don't get if you don't push Cesaro to that high level, like give him like a a decent like Intercontinental Championship run uh, down the line or something, and then leading up to a world title or universal title. Then, so it's like, so it's like, what are we doing here? You know? Yeah,
1: yeah. Give him, give him that. Give him that workhorse title. Yeah. Um, I know there was a lot of harsh words about the whole Alexa Bliss being. Oh, thing.
0: oh let's, let's let's talk about that. Let's let's talk about All right,
1: that. Because I've been trying to like. I've been trying to kind of connect it comic book wise.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Cause we already know we are. I've established a long time ago, like when Alex started going up, she's just Harley Quinn. Mm. That 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 whole thing was just was just Harley Quinn. But then uh, I've been doing a great job carrying carrying that whole thing on her own, you know, the whole situation with Randy on her own. Mm. So and I mentioned to this. I mentioned this in the chat on UWO, and you actually agreed with me. Appreciate that. Mm. Somebody pointed out the way that she was sitting. Yeah. And the pentagram in the back. Mm-hmm. Black goo.
0: Yep. Very Papa Shango esque.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Who else sits like that?
0: Oh, cross-legged. Oh, Al- Alistair Black.
1: That's the way to bring him back on TV. He has that dark persona. The Alexa Bliss on Monday night was. Her the main focus of her promo, was the darkness.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: That's the black black persona. M, will WWE pull the trigger? Doubt it. That's just how I would book it. Instead of just bitching and complaining, just exercise your creative mind and just book it yourself. It's just more fun. It's more fun for me.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I hear that, and that's and that's a cool that's a cool that's a cool idea. Um, but but except that you use you you've used logic and sound reasoning, and WWE Vince McMahon doesn't and Bruce Prichard they don't do that. Um, so I will I will say, uh, so I, I will say, um, after after watching you know the fiend and you know the Alexa Bliss stuff and and between that and you know and what happened on Raw, I think we all have to agree that the fiend that the fiend and Alexa Bliss uh dynamic and just, just and it's just it's just the fiend character as a whole, it sucks. The fiend sucks. Bray Wyatt, I'm sorry, he sucks. Because here's the thing. I'm I'm, I'm going to keep I'm going to keep it a hundred or as as our as our dear friend Kyle Chapman says, I'm going to keep it a buck. Listen, Bray Wyatt died in 2014 at WrestleMania 30 at the hands of John Cena and never recovered. And so when when John and so when the when Bray Wyatt came back as the Fiend and as the Firefly Funhouse Bray with Mr. Rogers Bray Wyatt thing, I mean, it was it was novel, it was it was fresh and people were like all of us were really excited to see where it was going to go, and it and it kind of and, and it definitely had a spark for like like three four months during the summer, and then the fiend went 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 south in that horrendous WrestleCrap Gooker Award winning Hell in a Cell match against Seth Rollins, a Hell in a Cell match which ended in a disqualification. What? Since when does a Hell in a Cell match end ended a DQ? But so so that so that diminished the fiend right there. And then the fiend was killed stone dead in Saudi Arabia when Goldberg speared him and took his universal championship. And the fiend had never recovered since. And so it's the same thing with Bray. With with Bray, when he was the cult leader, eater of pins. He talks a good game. He does all the spooky cartoonish stuff. But but does it translate to a win? No. Uh, Randy Orton came out at and during at, during their one-on-one match at WrestleMania, and they had a standard wrestling match under the under the shitty red lights. Another element that that really diminishes the fiend. And what did Randy Orton do? He dropped Bray Wyatt with an RKO with a single arm cutter, a a wrestling maneuver for the one-two-three. Bray Wyatt could not get up from a basic one-armed cutter. Despite being resurrected after being burned alive a simple cravat put down Bray Wyatt and I'm, and we're supposed to still buy Bray Wyatt as a threat as somebody to take seriously no i don't take bray wyatt seriously at all i don't take the fun firefly funhouse seriously at all he's not a threat he means nothing to anybody he he is a joke he is a complete joke. Bray Wyatt is straight up nightmare collective level. That's where he's at. And but the difference is, at least in AEW, when they see that they have an idea that's not working, they stop it. They know when to stop and and and, and change course. WWE, specifically Bruce Prichard and Vince McMahon, they don't do that. They don't do that. And 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 I'm sorry, Alexa Bliss, yeah, she I give her credit for playing for playing the hell out of out of the crazy Harley Quinn role. But for Alexa Bliss, it's time to move on. Do something different. The, 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 this whole crazy Alexa Bliss thing has run its course. Just just, just cut bait. Repackage yourself. Go back to the old Bliss or go back to a more evolved version of what you had before. But this, this but this Fire 5 Flunthouse shit is, is dead in the water. It's tired. I mean, you can come up with all the creative ideas you want, but it, it ain't working. The, the, the Fiend is dead. It's dead. It's dead. It's done it's 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 garbage, and okay. I hate to say, it, but it's garbage. All
1: right, I, 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 have, I have a sniper photo for you. WWE's always been a babyface company, you know that,
0: right? Have they?
1: Yeah, always been.
0: Oh uh, yeah. Okay.
1: Um, know. and now, um, let's go back. Mm-hmm. So. Bray Wyatt lost, right?
0: Yeah, again.
1: Was he looking up at the lights?
0: Does it matter?
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. Think about it. Was he looking up at the lights? No, he got up. He got up, and what did he do? Disappeared. Shut slightly before that.
0: No, no, he was looking at Alexa Bliss.
1: Okay, see, alright, there you go. Alright, he looked at, he was looking at Alexa so it's like orton orton didn't kill the fiend then it's just all right orton lost, or in law or one he got he got right back up now the focus now there's there's going to be an alexa versus Fiend. this is the whole thing of where you know the whole alice the black comes in How's mm-hmm. the black being the muscle to go against the fiend? Mm-hmm. So it's they're just. I looked at it as it was just a shift in the story. It okay. was just a shift in the fiend, in the fiend story. Now, what are they gonna do? Oh, and not to mention Bray Wyatt's tweet.
0: Oh, he tweeted.
1: Yes, he tweeted a picture of. Um, how fam- I, I know you're agnostic, but um, how familiar are you with the Bible? Um, I,
0: I know a fair bit.
1: Fair bit, because yeah. I know your father's uh, very uh, religious and all that. Yeah. Do you know the story of Samson and Delilah? Yeah. You know how the story, you know, the story with you know. Samson having, you know, all his strength came from his hair. Mm. But Delilah being, at his, being his weakness, she cuts his hair mm. and he loses strength. Yeah. Well, he tweeted a picture of that, of Samson and Delilah. Okay. So you're kind of, it's kind of hinting, I'm like, all right, Alexa actually became his weakness. Mm. So now the white, Bray uh, comes out on Raw saying, okay, there's a new ch- you know, somebody's turning. Mm-hmm. So there's probably now we already seen Bray go from dean to um swamp cult leader. Yeah. There's gonna be some, there's gonna be a lot of like twists and turns in that story. You, you kind of just we're just gonna have to see it see it out. So I do see, and this is what, how I'm looking at mm. Alexa versus the Alexa versus the fiend, Alexa becoming an entity of her own, yeah. and Alistair being her being her muscle.
0: Mm.
1: That's where I see that going. Mm-hmm. You know, Alistair Black, that's just a reach. Yeah. But that that's a possible way that that's a possible story where that can go. It's just not the Orton chapter is just done. Yeah, I mean that's a, that's that's how it is. Mm-hmm. The Orton chapter is done. Now there's an Alexa versus the beam.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, it it, it, it it makes sense, and and if WWE went that direction, it it would be somewhat interesting to see, especially like yeah, if if they if they use if they use, Ale- if they use Aleister Black properly this time.
1: House yeah. um, of Black, or even Bo Dallas. Yep. Another thing that they can do. Mm-hmm. It's time to a rescue. It will be eventually. It can come time to rescue Alexa from the darkness and bring her back to the light. Mm-hmm. Who could do that? Somebody who's been in the darkness before, but eventually saw the light. That's very close to Alexa. She ain't doing nothing now.
0: Hmm. Oh um Nick Cross. Nikki Cross, yeah. Okay. I mean yeah, I mean th- I mean those I like 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 that fantasy booking, you know, it, it definitely makes sense. Um and and it could be compelling. Uh I mean or 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 you know, you know, Bruce, Bruce and Vince can fart out another idea and just have, like, another, you know, random wacky segment with black goo. There was it was one.
1: crazy.
0: Yeah.
1: crazy. Hey, you got my Bruce, Bruce Pritchard, but the way I've been, you know, how I've been coming, coming up with these different scenarios, some of it is from my, you know, constant comic book reading. Mm-hmm a lot of it comes from listening to Busted Open from Bully Ray and listening to something Rust with Bruce Pritchard <laughs> <laughs> it really does come from that yeah. just i get i don't know, i just get a better understanding a bit better understanding of it from what bully you know from what bully Mark Tommy and all and and Bruce Teach on the mm-hmm. you know tell on their podcast mm-hmm. but then the creative side comes from the influence of the comics
0: yeah yeah, and it's, and it's it's definitely you you have some creative ideas, man, which is which is dope. You know the your ideas are sound. You know, um, but but like I said, WWE like main roster especially like they they don't they don't go the, the logical route. Like it's it's and 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 it, and it makes for like unwatchable television. Like and and like I said earlier, I was gonna I was gonna go into this, into this raw after mania episode uh, last last night like. Like this, like raw, like raw for most weeks is is unwatchable, and
1: I, I miss a I miss a good, and I don't I don't feel like I missed anything.
0: Ex- right, exactly, and and raw is supposedly the flagship show, but you know, it, like the only reason why I had raw on last night was because I was watching UWO as they were watching a uh, uh, raw on their end. And like from what I've seen, like this was a horrible episode of Raw. Like uh, between between Charlotte getting getting ready to bury Oscar uh, and uh, Rhea Ripley again, but 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 also the the women's tag team match was really indicative of just the nonsensical booking of, of 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 Raw and and why why Raw, Raw is so unwatchable. Okay, so you had you know Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke um coming coming out to face uh Shayna Baszler and the other one and apparently um apparently like uh Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke they're they're fight they're fighting Shayna the you know and and they're pissing off the other one and then all of a sudden they they embarrass the other one and then and then Mandy and and Dana they run away from the other one who's pissed off and is go, trying to go after them but Man, but Mandy and Dana run away and, and get counted out of the match and then Byron Saxton says well that's actually better than a win Byron Saxton oh my um, god uh, this commentary uh, you what you, you want to know what's better you hold on hold on Carl you want to know what's better than being counted out and losing your match against the against the heel team that that, that you have a problem with it's actually beating the fucking heel team who has the women's championship titles, beating them in the ring instead of running away from the heels like a, like a couple of cowards. How am I supposed to get behind the babyfaces, you know, if they're running away like a couple of cowards because the other one is mad? This is this is just it's it's, it's nonsensical that's, booking, man. This is yeah, nonsense. That's... You can't defend that shit.
1: Uh I think the only thing I can think of is just like you're they're asserting themselves into the title picture. Like you're they're getting that. It's it's more like a just Okay, this is how I look. Suppose I just smack you in the face and then I run away.
0: Then it makes you a bitch.
1: No 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 I got under your skin. Wait, wait. I got under your skin, right? Of course. So now you wanna go after me and smack me back, correct?
0: Right? Yeah.
1: That's basically what that is. Get <laughs> under this get under this skin just to get into the title picture. That's the only way I can that's the only thing I can think of.
0: No, but but the it, but in this case it doesn't make any sense because they ran away in the middle of the match and got counted out. They ran away from the champions.
1: And right. Get under, get under the, cha- get under the champion's
0: skin. But how to do you make them want that match? But here's the thing: How do you get under the champion's skin? How do you really do it? You beat them in the ring. You pin them. That's how you do it. And then the, then the, the champions are like, and then the champions are like, "Wow, we got beat by these couple of blonde scrubs. We gotta, we got we gotta get our win back." And then that's that's just it's simple storytelling. It's simple, basic wrestling 101. But Vince McMahon. But even then,
1: they're doing, they're but, doing the same thing. They're just. It,
0: no no, ah. no. They're like, oh, okay,
1: you guys wanna play like that, we got it. No no you guys wanna play like that, we got you. We got your number.
0: Right. But but that's, it's it. it that's does.
1: just how they're going about it. Do it, I agree with it? I, I'm just like you. I don't agree with it also, but I'm like, okay, I guess that's what they're doing with this, I guess. I don't know, I actually did miss that part of Rogue because I was on my way to work. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't really miss anything. But, but man, like, but it's just that 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 kind of nonsensical booking that makes people look like chumps, you know. And it's like, okay, who who who's the babyface here? I'm not gonna cheer for the cowards that are just you know smacking smacking somebody in the face and turning tail. That, that doesn't make any sense. Like, if you, you, you either book a babyface strong or you, or you don't, or you make them look weak, and like it, it and it, 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 like I said, like I said, raw. And and, and and shout outs to to um to uh, wrestle talk because uh Ali davis brought up this this really interesting point when you watch when you watch monday night raw who is money? who is monday night raw for because right. like if 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 you're if you're in a, if you're a grown adult it's definitely not for you if you're a grown adult if you're a teenager it's definitely it's not for you if you're a kid you'd be low passionate and you'd be bored like the show is the the the, the, the Raw, Monday Night Raw is for nobody. Monday Night Raw is unwatchable. It's badly booked. It's it m- most most episodes are filler, and and when and when it, and when it boils down to when it boils down to it, it's like you you have some talented people who who just aren't being used properly. Oh, and, oh, and now that I remember this, here's a cherry on top. Okay, another example of Raw's n- un- nonsensical booking. You break up the hurt business. And then what, the, and what did they do last night? They link up MVP with those two losers from Retribution, uh, T-Bag ba- and Mace, Harlem World, Harlem on the Rise. What? You, 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 link, you link up MVP who had a solid group in the Hurt Business. You break them up. You link MVP up with the same two losers that his former group, the Hurt Business, beat continuously time and again week after week. And all of a sudden, we're supposed to buy T-Bag and Mason Betha as, as as the new muscle, as the new hurt business, hurt tribution, whatever they, whatever they're calling themselves. Really, this is what we're doing? I'm supposed to buy T-Bag and Mason Betha as 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 the new power, as as a new power trip, as a new hurt business. Really? Even even though they've been booked to be losers, nothing but losers ever since ever since ever since they got called down to the main roster so if if okay if if you're going to if you're going to if you're going to bring a new group right to 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 link up with MVP you couldn't just you couldn't just bring them back as Dominic Dijakovic and Dio, Dio Madden you couldn't have them drop the stupid ass masks and just have them be themselves you you, you couldn't do that see this is this is why raw is unwatchable it it it's it's for nobody. It's, if you're a wrestling fan, Monday Night Raw is not for you. If if you're a grown adult with some sense, Monday Night Raw is not for you. If you're a creative person who has excellent, who has really good ideas that have logic with beginning, middles, and ends and character motivation, it's definitely not for you. If you have hey, a,
1: need uh, a
0: Yeah yeah of course. You know if uh. you know if, if 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 you if you have a wrestling podcast. You know what? Shout-outs to, shout to UWO. Y'all doing God's work because I, e- even if I had a wrestling podcast, I would not watch Raw. I, w- I would go awesome. out of my way to avoid talking about Raw. Man, the the, the fact that y'all, y'all watch that show every week, yo, salutes to y'all. Cause I couldn't do it. It well, can't be me. To me
1: it's just it's just practice just to create, just to exercise that muscle. And I'm like, alright, well, this is what they're doing. This is how I would do it. And I just boom, That's how I practice and come up with these ideas.
0: You, you you know what? okay fine you know I I can see that you know you you, you, you take you, you 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 take you take a amount of shit and you, and you try to you, you you try to turn chicken shit into chicken chicken salad okay it's good practice that way okay I can, I can see the I can see the value in that somehow. Uh, but, but yeah, there, there's, 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 there's better things people can be doing on their Monday nights. Like people can like, you know, I don't know, watch AEW Dark Elevation. They can read a book. They can watch a movie. I still
1: haven't, I still haven't caught AEW, I, haven't, I still haven't caught Dark Elevation.
0: Yeah, me neither. Um, you yeah, can... I'm usually because,
1: because of my work schedule, like when I get home, I sleep till about eight and then I get mm. ready for work.
0: Yeah.
1: Wow. So I'm just, yeah, yeah. So I, that's. It's
0: probably gonna come down to as long as I'm working these overnights, so I'm probably gonna never watch that dark <laughs> Yeah. Oh. But but yeah. But yeah, that's uh that's Monday Night Raw, people. That's uh the uh the unwatchable uh Monday Night Raw. Uh god. god fuck 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 that show. Um but uh but yeah. You get, there's plenty of ways to get your wrestling fix. You know, there's New Japan Pro Wrestling if you want the very best wrestling in the world. Or there's AEW. There's there's NXT. You know, if 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 you want if you want res, if you want actual good quality wrestling with sensical storylines on actual WWE programming, watch NXT. SmackDown is tolerable. Um, no problem with SmackDown. I
1: haven't watched SmackDown in a long time because I'm usually out and about. On Friday. I always get SmackDown on Fridays. Yeah. Always did. Even when it was on back in the day, I couldn't stand it because I was always out and about.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's better. It was better on Tuesdays or Thursdays.
1: Thursday. Thursday was like the, Thursday because you're going to school. Say, this is, it was on Thursdays when we was in high school. Yeah. You going into school the next. You going into school the next Friday, talking about it, and then boom, the weekend.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's how it was.
1: Well, back. Well, back then. Smackdown. You talk talk about. it came on Thursdays. You talk about. Well, you got up first thing in the morning. You used to call two seven 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 the Journal Mm. line back in the day. (laughs) (laughs) Get your pro wrestling news, and then you talk about
0: how (laughs) it. Wow, (laughs) that is old school. Oh man, Uh, but uh, but yeah, that's uh. That's that's our thoughts about uh you know, WrestleMania weekends, uh, NXT uh takeover, stand and deliver. Um Yeah. So uh Carl, any other any other thoughts percolating? I gotta watch. Me and Tasha, we me and I have a long talk
1: about which movie
0: we gotta <laughs> I think I think the two of you would like midsummer. By, and you want to know who directed midsummer?
1: Ariasta.
0: Yes. Yes he did. Oh man, midsummer. Ah, <laughs> uh, You I know what, was, uh, What's up? I thought
1: it was pronounced mis- mid
0: Well, it, you can't pronounce it mid su- but it's but, but it's actually midsummer like like the English yeah. English pronunciation. Um uh, yeah. but uh but yes. Oh man. Like I'm I'm gonna leave that as a surprise. I'm gonna let that movie if you if you do pick Midsummer, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just let let the movie unfold. Just 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 let it take you to where it wants to take you. <laughs> you know what I
1: actually thought that you was going to pick? What's up? I thought you was gonna pick um the movie with John David Washington and Zendaya.
0: Oh, Malcolm and Marie? Yeah. Well, I was like, hmm, no, nah, I want something more disturbing. Okay. Uh, yeah. But Malcolm, well, I remember, you put,
1: you put some thought into it. Oh, I did. Like, I wanted. How, to, like,
0: how long was you really uh, about
1: these?
0: It took me about, like, a good 10 minutes to really think about, uh, what movies, what movies to watch. Because, because when I asked you what streaming services you had, I want to see what, what ones were available that you could just watch, like, without having, like, rented online or, borrow a disc somewhere so but yeah uh but yeah these these movies are delicious um yeah man it's 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 a time it's a time you'll 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 have a wonderful time with any of these movies yes you will yes you will like it carl like that shit so yeah, Carl. Uh, any any other uh, anything else on your mind?
1: You let them people out your basement yet?
0: <laughs> they are well fed and comfortable, Carl. They don't complain because they're not allowed to complain.
1: Let them in. Where the hell is Charles Ramsey?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. Um. Oh. Okay, oh, so okay, I'm I'm watching NXT and apparently uh Indy Hartwell is making googly eyes at Dexter Loomis. Okay. Yeah, the, it's a it's an eight man it's an eight person tag team match the way versus a team of uh uh Dexter Loomis, Bronson Reed, uh and Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. Oh, cool. Yeah. But yeah, uh Carl, tell the good people where they can find our podcast. Ooh, well,
1: you can uh, find us on. Uh, thank you obviously thank you for watching on Facebook live, uh, select you know select episodes and bonus content on our YouTube channel, SoundCloud, iTunes, please leave us a five-star review, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Podbeam.
0: Ah, Podbean. Okay. <laughs> uh, we are also on Podbean. Um, you can find us on social media. Obviously on Facebook, you can um Instagram and Twitter. Mhm. We everywhere. Yeah, we are everywhere. You know, check out check out our stuff. You know. Um, let me see. You know, we got some. We got some. Some. Some thoughts. Some cool ideas percolating maybe some guests uh future guests uh in the weeks ahead
1: i there's one thing i would like to see you do uh especially for the youtube content yeah so you know how i'm talking about always you know rebooking fantasy booking you know
0: yeah
1: exercising that creative muscle yeah how would the, how would they rebook star wars
0: <laughs> that's yeah, that's 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 an idea um if I, if I if i could rebook say the prequel trilogy or the sequel trilogy that'd be an interesting either
1: or yeah either or why mm-hmm.
0: how Whoa. yeah that'd be an interesting thought exercise i know i know there's plenty of like uh fan fiction out there that have that have attempted that so Okay,
1: so there's their fanfiction. Yeah. You want
0: yours. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's, a, that's a, it's a thought. It's a thought. And that reminds me, I got I, I got to get back to watching uh, more Clone Wars. Uh, so yeah. I gotta get back
1: to watching more uh comic. God uh, comic book man is such a fun show. Mm. <laughs> it's literally just, it's porn stars for geeks, but it's just so cool. Just seeing people bring in like memorabilia, old school old school toys and comics and all that.
0: Bar. That's what's up. <laughs> uh, my,
1: well, my now going to the secret stash is on my bucket list.
0: Mm. Nice. That's uh, Kevin Smith's uh, store. Yeah. Nice. All right. So yeah, uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah, I think that's, that's the, that about wraps it up this week, uh, uh, people. Thank thanks to everyone in the chat uh, for tuning in. Uh, thank you all for tuning in and watching. Um, as always, we will catch you on the flip. Peace out, nerds. Later.